look at him. He's smoke coming out of the ears. <laughs> yeah, you see him, don't you? Welcome to another episode of Loud Pipes. Grab a beverage and join us as we talk about all things relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. And now your host for this episode, Rich Warfield and John Maracle. Hey, hey, Loud Pipes, episode 198. Don't worry about the number. This is the reboot, the restart, whatever we call it, but we're back again for the time being. And we've got Johnny John in the studio tonight with Dangerous Dave. We're going to be talking about Sturgis, maybe some track days, maybe some mountain riding, some dirt bike riding. Who knows where we're going to go? But let's do it proper. Johnny John, Spider Sill, riding fool. It's been a long hey, time. Man. How are you? Yeah, man. It's been a long time. I guess we decided to pull out the old equipment and see if this stuff still works, right? I'm still, I'm still coughing a little bit from all the dust, you know, dragging everything out, plug it back in and. Actually, no, I just had to turn it on because we never disassembled anything. You didn't disassemble it. Well, hey, I guess you had it. In, I guess you had the sense that you might go back one day, maybe do one of these shows again, huh? We thought about it. Yeah, it was always that possibility of we may miss it. We may want to do this again. And we rebooted with Mr. Sean Birch. That was fun. Talked about the TT and thought that was a good way to kick it off again. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we got this guy that used to is nagging the crap out of me. He keeps nagging me. When, when, John, when are you guys getting the show going again? John, when are you going to get the show going again? Come on, come on. Well, and and this is also for Zion because he said, you know, loud pipes doesn't return without John. So, Zion, there you go. Yeah. All right, and we got our buddy from the northeast in that small hometown state of yours, Richie. Hometown state, that's right. Dangerous Dave, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's a little warm down here, but we're gonna. Uh oh, we're gonna fix that here in a minute. He can't control his mic tonight. My mic no, is falling all over the place. It's spinning. Um, yeah. So 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 as we always do this, let's see. I'll go to Ronald Horn while Rich fixes mic. So Dave, since you're the guest, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a New Trail Broken Heels. Hazy IPA. You ready? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. Proper. Proper. It does work. All right. Mm, Let's see how it tastes. Mm, Tastes like an IPA with a lot of hops. All right. Mm. Mr. Richie Warfield, we always know you're drinking beer. Always. I have Founders Oktoberfest, the traditional German-style Marzen beer. Not only is it in a can, but it's in my brand-new funky Yeti cooler. I forget what these are called, but they're like insulined and awesome. My sister and brother-in-law were using these at Myrtle Beach, and I thought I need to have one, so that's what I'm using. Okie dokie. Mmm. Oh. Mm. That's a nice and good. Fantastic. And yourself, Johnny John. Well, I am drinking a uh, Moscow Mule. Oh. Look at you. Proper way from Sturgis, right, Dave? That's right. What, what, <laughs> what makes it proper? Fill us in. Fill us in. I don't know. Bonnie makes them. <laughs> <laughs> My bartender's not here, so I had to call and ask him how to make them. I was going to say, did you fly Lonnie down to make you a mule just for the show? No, no, no. I, I, I called him up earlier this week, last weekend and said, hey, what's in Moscow Mule? 
him and Missy gave me the information. Very nice. Very nice. So all nice and good. Well, we're going to talk about Sturgis a lot tonight because you guys went back to Sturgis again for the third, third time? Third yeah. time. Third time. You went in what, 20, 21, and 22, all consecutive, right? That Correct. is. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. But before we get too far, we had our own little meetup this summer. We went back to Gettysburg again. We did. So speaking of Lonnie and Missy, I do want to thank them for their hospitality and cooking and letting us pee in their RV and all that stuff. So <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. They, 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 that, that gets used a lot, doesn't it, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. It's, it's the, the feeling of home, even though you're not home, which is nice. Yeah, and the funny thing is, every morning after breakfast, right, Dave? There's a line. <laughs> There's a line. <laughs> Taking turns. It needs to make breakfast not so greasy. <laughs> well, it makes it slide out easier. Maybe a little fiber, some bran. What? No. I'll that's be like, not- that's it. Bran muffins for y'all. No more bacon. <laughs> no more bacon. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty neat. We had a small group this year, at least from our side, and Dave took us through the Gettysburg monuments again and some of the battlefields. We had kind of crappy weather, so it was a hot hot ride up there. It was wet Friday, Saturday, and then kind of a cool, wet ride home Sunday. So riding wasn't the best. And we uh, had to race from the rain clouds, right? Yeah, Johnny just about nailed it. We got to, what did we get to? The other side of Roanoke, I guess? Yeah, we got to Roanoke. And we looked at rain coming down 77, and we figured, well, we can cut back east and then south, and we can miss most of that. And we did. Well, the original plan was we were going to miss it all. I was going to go down 77, but there was an accident on 77 through Fancy Gap. That caused the problem, so that's why we went back east. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was going to clear. We would have crossed pads and then come down the backside of the storm. Yeah, so I think we actually were planning when we got to Staunton, Virginia there, is when we stopped to get gas. And that's when I made the cha- we made the change of going down 81 to 77 to miss it, because I was actually going to cut through and go to Lexington. But it looked like we were going to hit rain, so. Yeah. I mean, what what you get rain down, like? 20 minutes i mean it was wet when you and i left the final gas stop there in martinsville yeah i yeah, i kind of rode in like a spritzy kind of rain and it it really wasn't raining it just the road was wet so i was getting spray yeah for like an hour and then it did rain for like 10 minutes and then the rest of it was dry yeah so i mean it's a lot better than what it could have been yeah but you know suited up rain gear i don't care i ride in the rain yeah it's no big deal Dave likes red in the rain. He likes it a lot. Giving up on rain gear. I told you about the rain, wrong rain gear, but you won't listen to me. So what, actually, I'm, I'm giving up on rain gear. I'm no longer <laughs> buying rain gear. I'm just going to ride until I try. <laughs> oh, wait. What, ha- what happened, Dave? You get, you get soaked? <laughs> well, I, bought, I bought rain gear that doesn't work. <laughs> Other than it makes you sweat. Is that why it didn't work? No, it like rains through it. <laughs> I was just as wet on the inside as I was in the rain suit. <laughs> well, that's terrible. Yeah. 
it leaked bad. It looked like I peed myself and, and I was sweating profusely, like all over here, all over my chest. <laughs> well, John and John, you've got some new rain gear, don't you? You got a new fancy jacket and pants. Um, yeah. So probably since we talked on the show, I, I switched to a tour master defender 2.0 rain suit. Yeah. Uh, for gear, for jacket, I now run a, for the summertime, I run, um, thanks to Mr. Allen, your buddy, kind of, uh, when we saw him at VIR, kind of, um, got me into the climb induction pro jacket. <laughs> Sorry, I'm playing with the camera zoom. <laughs> awesome. I see Rick's come <laughs> really big. Oh, coming in. And, uh, you know, I think that's, and then I have Revit, um, pants. So the, the climb jacket's more for summer, which is really nice jacket to climb. I really have enjoyed a climb jacket. Now, is it waterproof itself or do you have to add a liner? No, you got to add, it's mash. It's all, I put a raincoat over it, rain jacket. Oh, okay. But there's, it's not part of the jacket itself, right? No. Okay. And that's kind of what I do now. I I run that perforated leather, and I just throw a rain jacket over it when I think it's going to be wet. That's what I started doing or been doing. Because if you go with a waterproof jacket, then you get the more heat. Yeah, you sweat. And it's hot in the North Carolina weather, as you know. Well, and in Gettysburg, apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> At least on the way up. <laughs> Way back was what, what do we? It was uh, kind of overcast. It was kind of nice coming back, but you know, still warm. Yeah. All right. So let's that was get, that. I was say let's get some stats on Sturgis, and I want to talk about your bikes a little bit. So let's see total trip miles, John. What did you log? A little over forty nine hundred. Forty nine hundred in how many days? How many riding days are we talking? Uh, well, that, that's, uh, that's an instruction where it was over two weeks. It's like 15 days. It's two weeks, but those, were those all riding days? Yeah, I guess you rode somewhere every day, but, uh, there was Dave, what do we do? We, I'm trying to think, I know Sunday up in PA, I didn't ride. You didn't ride on Sunday, Sunday up there. But when we were in Sturgis, did we ride every day? Did I ride every day? Yes, because you went to, you went to um, uh, the the Van, mon- Ocker, Van Ocker, yeah, Sunday, yeah. So only one day, so fourteen days of riding. Fourteen days of riding, forty nine hundred miles. Correct. Whew, that's a lot. <laughs> I I didn't put forty nine hundred miles on my bike last year. <laughs> probably in uh, two years. Yeah, I probably did in two years, but not last year. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it was, and it wasn't, you know, the average was pretty low because kind of a little bit talking about it was kind of a different plan this year because there was 14 of us going out. Was there 14, Dave? Yeah, there's 14. Yeah. And how, 14, how many riding? 14 people, 12 bikes. 12 bikes. Yeah. yeah. But did every, not everybody rode out because you had, Lonnie and Missy had their toy hauler. And how many bikes in that? Two? Four? Two in that. And then four in the other trailer. So that was six. And then the other five, six of us and five bikes rode out. Okay. 
Well, one guy came out on his own oh, with right. his bike in a van. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about him. But still, you guys went from Pennsylvania to Sturgis with five bikes. Correct. So that's still pretty good. In five days. <clears throat> In five days. Five days. So, so because it was Lonnie Messi, Joe, and their son Lonnie or Logan and myself that rode out. And Brian. And Brian. Sorry, I forgot. Thank you, Dave. And Brian rode out. And we kind of took it easy. Like the first day was the longest of a little over 400. I was like, easy day for John. It's got to be still over 400. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And on the way out, we did some, with Dave's help, with my planning, so, or Dave gave me input. So thank you, Dave. You're welcome. I just pretty much just get on the bike and go to the destination. Dave said, hey, we need, you should do stops along the way. Like, you know, if we go back to 21, that's what Dave and I did in 21. We did not stops, but we did roads, you know, and visit some people. Like good roads. Try to find good roads, right? Right. Yeah. So, Dave, you can, yeah. So, Dave's idea in 21 was try to not interstate at all. Try to try to do some type of road along the way during the day. Yep. Yeah, I found it works better if you have, like, something to do every day. That way it gives you something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Well, and we've always, we've always debated that back and forth is like, you have to balance between seeing something, having a good ride and making your mileage. Especially you guys had a, you had an ultimate destination of Sturgis. So you had to first get there. So whatever you can see along the way is bonus. Right. As well. Yeah. So like we left out on like Monday, we stopped like the flight 93 Memorial and then on the way out, I planned like lunches, like places to stop for lunch. Yeah. And I planned out like ideas for hotels for the night and then like dinner locations. Anything memorable? Any lunch places stand out as a, a fantastic stop? They all, I mean, we, we, near the end, we talked about places we ate and where the really cool places were. They each were unique. Like, Monday or the Monday afternoon for lunch, we stopped at a diner in Pennsylvania. Um, but nothing blew you away, like. No, there was a place. It was actually in Mitchell, South Dakota. There was a Mexican lo- restaurant we went to that was really good. Um, another cool place we stopped was south of Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was called the Nine Mile Restaurant. It's since it was been there since 1837. Wow. So, in the history behind it, it's actually nine miles from that restaurant to the courthouse. Nice. nice. <laughs> so, that was the, 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 where it came with that story. So, it's kind of cool. We kind of did certain things. And we also stopped on the way out. We stopped at the Ohio State Reformatorium where Shawshank Redemption movie was filmed. Okay. Nice. So, up there before they opened, that was pretty cool to see. So... And you best one you should talk about, and I'll show this one. We need to talk about Dave's ride out trip out because he has the most exciting trip going. <laughs> oh no! Ex- exciting sounds like that comes with uh, some uh, miserable moments too. Yeah. So Dave, why don't you talk about your trip going? Out? <laughs> yeah, my trip out. I was so Lonnie last year already asked if since I rode out in twenty one if I would take his camper out so he could ride out with his son, Logan and John and all them. And I agreed to it. And we threw my bike in the back and 
my son's bike in the back. And then we had another truck with one, two, three, four bikes in it following us in a trailer. Just, it was just a, an enclosed trailer for bikes. Yeah. And, uh, we were going to try and catch John (laughs) in two days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like a fool's errand, but go ahead. Because, because, so, because real quick, we were going to, the original plan was we were in Mitchell. We're waiting for them. And our plan was to leave Mitchell at 10 o'clock in the morning. But on the way out, it got hot, miserable. And we said, we're going to get up early and just go to Sturgis. Mm-hmm. So we changed the roll-up time to like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. Changed it to 7. Okay, we changed it to seven. <laughs> yeah. Dave was like, okay. So yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, all right, okay, I understand. And then the other guy's like, you know, I feel pretty good. We've got 400 miles in already. You think we can drive all the way through? I said, we're driving to Mitchell today, <laughs> which is what, 300 miles short of Sturgis. <laughs> and they were like, I think we can do it. <laughs> So, so yeah, so continue on and love your trip. So we were, uh, chugging along, just making good time. And we knew that John and them were at the, uh, they had a show in Mitchell. They had a pre Sturgis show. So they were at the pre Sturgis show. So we knew they wouldn't be watching us. So we figured that's where we could get our jump because they were figuring we're going to stop at like seven o'clock at night and eight o'clock at night and take a little break and then get up in the morning and go the rest of the way to Mitchell was the original plan. And then meet them and then go to Sturgis. So now they'd thrown a wrench in the works and they were leaving at seven. So we're going to, I was like, well, if we drive straight <laughs> to the night, we'll get there at 5 a.m. And if we get there at five, well, we'd have to wait two hours for them to get up. And we're just not going to do that. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Let them catch us now. <laughs> but the uh, trailer had a different idea in mind. Uh-oh. Which trailer? You got to say which trailer? Lonnie's camper, which was hauling, which had my bike and my son's bike in it. My son was driving. I was going to take a little nap so I could drive through the night. And he must have hit a bump or something. I don't know. Something kind of woke me up in the back seat because I was sitting in the back seat. And I and I woke up for just, you know, how you're half awake, half asleep. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I hear my son go, wow, the trailer's smoking a lot. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I get, and I, that, you know, now I'm awake. Now I'm awake. And he goes, yeah, the trailer's really smoking a lot. Do you think we got a flat tire? And his buddy, John was sitting in the front seat with him. And his John said, well, Mason's behind us. If we had a flat tire, Mason would call us and let us know he's got our number, right? He's got, yeah, yeah. And about that time I said, I, I said to him, I said, what, what's going on? He says, well, the left side is really smoking. I said, move to the right lane. And find a place to pull over so we can yeah. see what's going on. But we're in the middle of this construction where there's no shoulder. And we're in in it. You know, it's like 65 mile an hour. Trucks are barreling past him. And he moves over to the right lane. He's doing, you know, he's slowing down. But there's no shoulder. None. It's, you know, Jersey barrier on both sides of the road here. Mm. And about that time, the guy in the back seat next to me, his phone starts ringing. And he answers. He goes, what, Mason? He goes. I think you got a flat tire. Like, <laughs> oh crap. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind of figured this already, but you know, yeah. Thanks for calling us five minutes later. Yeah. So finally we get to the end of the construction. He pulls off and 
we get over on the shoulder as far as we can. And then, then I back the trailer up a little bit. So we're not quite in the lane of traffic. Yeah. We're off on the shoulder and we start getting some flashlights out and looking at, well, here we broke a leaf spring. Oh, it wasn't just a flat. No, it wasn't just a flat here. The leaf spring broke. And what the smoke was, was when the trailer tire was hitting the bottom of the trailer and all that was just burning off rubber. Mm. So for like a half mile or a mile that was going on. Yeah. So, so we looked at it and I was like, uh, this is not good. And so I quick pulled out my phone and found a place that was open 24 hours and called them. And they're like, Oh, what size trailers is blah, blah, blah. Well, that's too big for me. Oh, here's a guy. I give you this guy's number, text him, tell him I called you blah, blah, blah. So I call him. He has me crawl underneath, measure the thing. He goes, well, can you get it to my shop? Because my, uh, my service truck is down right now. I don't have it. Can you get it to my shop? I'm like, I don't have an axle here, bud. <laughs> He's like, well, just take it and, and like shackle it up somehow. Can you do that? Yeah. Like crawl underneath. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I climb underneath and I got it to where. It was shackled up with like little two inch, three inch straps. I put two of them on each and I'm like, this is just not going to work very long. Now is Lonnie's toy haulers. I have two axles or three, two. Okay. So I'm basically using one axle on one side, which we already determined. We thought it was overweight when we left, but we were going to go with it. Yeah. And now, now, now you're for sure overweight on that axle on that one axle that's left. Yeah. Cause the other one broke. Cause apparently maybe it was overweight. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately for me, I was able to back into back, back up some more and get behind the Jersey barrier that was at the end of that construction. Yeah. And I talked to the guy and he said, well, I said, he said, can you drive up to the rest area? And I said, to be honest with you, dude, I don't feel safe with this. I said, I drive truck for a living and the way we've got it done, it might work and it might not. And if it doesn't, it's going to be a whole lot of bad mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a whole lot of bad. I said, where I'm at now, I know you can work on this thing and you're safe because you're protected by the Jersey barrier. And it's, it's, I don't think I'm in anybody's way because I'd, I'd made it so that if the construction workers had to go by us, they could still drive by us. Yeah. So he says, well, then I can't get to you till the morning. I was like, all right, that's fine, man. Do what you gotta do. He goes, well, I got a customer who's been waiting like four months for <laughs> some job at eight o'clock. So it'll be like nine 30, 10 till I can get out to you. It's like nine 30, 10 doesn't sound too bad. Right. So, all right. So, okay. Sounds good. See you in the morning. Cause I'd measured the spring he had. So he, I waited till like 10 o'clock. I hadn't heard from the guy yet. 10 o'clock, I call him and he goes, yeah, I'm, I, th this job took a little longer than I expected. I'm just finishing up now. Um, I got to run, get your spring and then I'll be out there. It'll be like an hour. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like, well, all right. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and the whole time I'm thinking, well, I haven't ridden in Iowa yet and I'm in the middle of Iowa broke down. <laughs> Let's get the bike out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I can go see, I, I can go. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning cause you can't sleep on the side of the road. Right. You know, trucks and everything else driving by. So I'm like looking, well, the future birthplace place of captain Kirk is only an hour and 15 minutes away. 
I can go there. <laughs> and so I said, so Zach finally got up at like eight o'clock and, uh, he goes, what are we doing? And I said, well, I'm thinking about going here. I said, but I don't know if I can get back in time before the guy gets here. Cause he said, he's going to be here like 10 30 or 11. Yeah. And it's like eight 30 now. And I'm like, if I hurry, I might make it back by 11. If I can really make good time. And he goes, are we going to have trouble unloading and reloading these bikes? And I went, all right, th- that's it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, forget it. Yeah. It's too much. It's too tight. So, well, the guy didn't show up till 1231 o'clock uh-huh. <laughs> and then he didn't have a service truck. So he's using a pickup truck and bottle jacks to lift the trailer. We, we thought we we're going to watch him kill himself. And what's we the, really did. What does the trailer weigh at this point? Do you think? Uh, probably around 16, 17,000 pounds. Cause it's a, this is a, this is a fifth wheel just to describe it for people. This is a big gooseneck. Yeah. It's toy a big hauler. fifth wheel, toy multiple hauler. slide outs, all that stuff. 42, 40, 42 foot long. Yeah. Multiple slide outs. It's a big one. And plus you have two bikes in the back. So that's another 1800 pounds or so. Yeah. 17 cases of Miller light. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that how many cases in there? Did no. you get it on sale? No, we just, that's what we bought. No, Dave, there's, I hate to tell you something. There's less beer on this trip than there was in 20. I know. I know. And I actually brought a 30 pack home of Bud Light. Yeah, there's less beer on this trip than the one in, in 20. And there's there more many people. Maybe yeah. you had more brown liquor. No, they oh. decided they had to go, um, down to full throttle and party down there instead. Uh, oh yeah. So I'm really curious on how much money they actually spent. So well, long story short, on the RV, then you you got patched up and got going. Did did you catch John or no? Oh oh no no we didn't catch John. No, <laughs> we we were 17 hours on the shoulder of the road. Yeah, that's that's rough. Yeah, and uh, and when he finally got it done, well, he was like almost done. He crawls out from underneath after the jack had fallen. And almost killed him. Oh, yeah. He was, he had the bottle Jack on like five, four by fours trying to pick this thing up. And at one point they all shift. Yeah. You've seen it a hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wood oh, yeah. shifts and the thing drops and the trailer drops. And it, fortunately there's still a tire on it. Otherwise we just seen a guy split in half. So, yeah. So he gets it. He's almost done. And he crawls up front and he goes, um, I'm going to tell you here. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, the 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 U bolt that attaches the new spring to the axle is a little short. I said, "What do you mean by a little short?" He goes, "Well, I can get like a quarter turn on the threads." Oh, I'm like, "Quarter turn on the threads? Is that going to make it to Sturgis?" He goes, "I think it'll make it to Sturgis, <laughs> but but when you get to Sturgis, you really should replace this." I'm like. Okay. I said, well, he goes, well, or I can run back to town and get new, sh- new shackles. Oh. And I'm like, he, I go, well, how much is that? He goes, well, the shackles are like five bucks. But and he's got to yeah. get them. Yeah. I said, yeah, where, how far back is town? He goes, it's like an hour each way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm going, I'm mad in my head. That's two and a half hours more. Yeah. Plus it's the been, work. Yeah. Plus the work. So I said, nah, I said, if you think we can make it to Sturgis, I'm going to, I'm willing to risk it. 
at this point. Cause what have I got to lose? Maybe if I drive five hours up the road, I'll be close to a town. Maybe hopefully then at the worst right. case scenario. So, oh man. Yeah. So we got, finally got it back on the road and it turns out that he put too big a spring on, but it worked. It's scary as all get out watching him. He didn't, some of the stuff he did was just, he had to borrow one of our jacks to get it done. Uh, Anyways, we got up the road, like three, four hours up the road, finally. And we're coming up the highway, we're still in Iowa. We hadn't got out of Iowa yet. <laughs> and this deer decides to cross the road in front of us. Oh man. It's the closest non-impact I've ever had with a deer in my life. <sighs> the deer literally disappeared underneath the hood. But didn't hit it. Somehow I managed to miss it. I don't know how. Even my kid said, I was expecting any minute, any second just to hear the thud. And it never happened. And then I, as I could look in the mirror as we went by and you could see the deer diving into the ditch. Just like full on dive. <laughs> Superman into the ditch. I was like, well, I didn't hit him. I don't know how I didn't hit that deer, but I didn't. He might still be dead, but we didn't hit it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It scared him to death, but it didn't didn't hit him. Oh man! And did you have one other expedition on the way? There's one other. Didn't you have to slam your brakes on somebody? Didn't somebody come over on you? Oh yeah, there was a freaking box truck. Freaking box truck is driving up the road, and he's like, he swerves over in front of us and puts it on two wheels. Jeez. I was like, oh, we're going to watch somebody die here. It's going to be somebody, whether it's him or us. I'm not sure, but he managed to save it. Jeez. Yeah. And then we didn't, so we didn't get to Sturgis till what was it like 1230 at night? Yeah. You so, you, so you lost the day right out of the gate. Well, we, yeah, pretty much. No, well, was you it, lost no, no, that was Friday yeah. night, Saturday morning, Saturday yeah. morning. So you got to start morning. It was just instead of getting there at like five o'clock, we got there at twelve thirty in the morning. And and they parked he parked in the because we rented since there's so many people, we had two cabins as well. Right. At full throttle. So um the other guys in the truck came on and they were there uh they got there mid afternoon sometime. Yeah, four to six somewhere in there. Yeah, and they you know, then we kinda hung out. We waited for Dave to show up. You know, texting Dave every hour. Where are you? Where are you? Are, are you, you going to make it? Where are you? We worry about you, Dave. <laughs> so then, so you guys stayed at full throttle this year at a, at like a campsite. And where did you stay in years past? I know you've always kind of camped with so, the RV, but so RV we were in. Excuse me, in twenty we were in full throttle. Yeah, we went last year. Uh, it was me, Dave, Chad, and Jenny. Or Jen, um, came out, and we actually were there before the Sturgis rally, the week before. There, yeah. yeah, we were there a few days before. We left. Dave and I left, or we all left the day that throttle Sturgis started. At that time, we stayed in Keystone at a hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. And do not stay. All right, so Keystone was cool to stay at, but do not stay at the Baymont Inn no. in Keystone. Up, <laughs> it's up on top of a hill, ridiculous, and a room. The room was tiny. Yeah, like a New York City apartment. Tinier. <laughs> like there was two double beds, and if Dave or I got up to move around, the other one had to sit down to get by. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was that bad. It was yeah, that like they couldn't fit two queen beds in there because they wouldn't fit. Yeah. 
it was tiny. So, so you so you were at full throttle for twenty, and then this year, yep. and then in the middle you had a, a hotel. Okay, right. And we, Dave and I have talked. If we go back again, we are not staying at full throttle. Uh, no, something no. you don't like, or just want to try something different. It's it's kind of way out of the way. It's really it's like twenty minutes north of Sturgis, and Sturgis is north of everything. So right. you're like an hour plus away from everything other than Sturgis, the right. town, which the town is just a bunch of bars and vendors. Right. But in terms of what you guys do for the rides and the things you want to see, you're a bit out of the way. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. Like everything. Keystone's like in the center. Right. Keystone's really nice right in the center. All the roads are right there. Well, since I may do the next one, where are we staying next time we go? We have Probably a, in Keystone. We have There's a, a campground in Keystone. We haven't exactly all worked it out yet. All right. Yeah. And it's, you're not going next year. It's 24, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. We have uh, Dave's got plans for 24 with other things going on. And I, the, the big event for 23 is a trip to Maine. Okay. Yeah. And hit Laconia bike week. Yep. It's a fun one. I've been there. So if you want to partake, it's a week long next year. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, by the way, John's planning this. So, 700 plus mile days. <laughs> you better get a Harley. I'm going to put put the bike in a crate and ship it over in an airplane. <laughs> so, you know, so the riding out to Sturgis was all fun again. And Dave, well, hey, we can't talk about that, can we, Dave? What? Can't talk about what happened in Sturgis, can we? Yeah, we can. The upgrade? Yes, we can. <laughs> well, since you're going to mention upgrades, I don't think... You know, since we ended the show, I don't know, John, did you have the spider that you have now when we were last recording? When did we last record date, Rich? It was January of 21. Then the answer is no. So you didn't have it. So what? what is your new spider now? This is spider number three? That is correct. So in March of... March of 21 is when you got that, right? I traded in my F3S and I got a Glacier Blue... F3T. So yeah. I got the touring one. It's blue. Nice color. Yeah. So it's uh it's more of a touring one. Real real enjoyable. Uh the full upgrade stuff. It's has its little quirks like everything, but little nuances. And I think uh, John John kind of fits the new bike. I mean the RSS was fun. That was the starter. And then the F three S was you know, more your style, but I think this bike really suits you. You know, yeah. with with everything he has on it, the way the gear is set up, the way your tech is set up, I'm like, yeah, that's that's John's bike. That one totally fits. Yep, it's real enjoyable, and I will say that after this trip of 5,000 miles, I learned some things about Senna that are frustrating, <laughs> sucks still, but I've learned how to deal with them. <laughs> Haven't we been messing with those for like five years? Yeah. So the, the, kind of the, the, the little tidbit I will teach on it is that 
Number one, if you have domestic ones with mesh on it, don't go open mesh. Go private groups. Okay. Um, there is because you will if you're on open, you'll get people. And in fact, we got that on the way out with it. Yeah, we had that in little Switzerland a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. So if you go to a, a private group mesh mode, it works a lot better. And what's kind of neat about that is that once you part of that group and invited. If you turn off your center and turn it back on, it automatically joins you back to that group. Nice. And if you like leave, like if I got back with Dave and he still, I think if we still get back together and I go back to private, sorry about that, private um, thing, it probably will join all back right up correctly. Yeah, it'll still do that. And Mesh is cool, but I think the biggest advancement is using the app for pairing and, and settings. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not using mesh, like the ability to open that on your phone, scan the QR code with your buddy, if you're linked, you're good to go. That's that's a really nice change. Here, here's the bad part: is Senna just changed that app? They're getting rid of the thing and going to a new one that doesn't have the QR code. The new app they came up with doesn't have the QR code. Yeah, I just updated to that one. It still has the linking feature though; it just doesn't use the QR, right? I don't know. So I think it's still in there. Yeah. Um, Did, and didn't when we were in private group, didn't the uh, noise canceling work a little better too? I think it did. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that people, if on the mesh on the 50s, I can tell you, if you take the or the 30k that has the button on top, if you hold it for one second, it actually mutes your mic, and then you hold it again and unmutes it. Oh. And it makes a world of a difference if people that aren't talking or have things going on to mute it makes it a lot better um the like other, wind noise or stereos blaring yeah or like you said keep if, an open mic all the time if you got someone in the group who's mainly just listening or like if you have a giant group ride you could mute everyone except you know tail you know leader tail and someone in the middle you know just keep it to the the ride leaders Correct. And, and, and the other thing is that, you know, with people ride with comfort and riding with music playing, that opens up the mic. And then you got that noise. You got yeah. wind noise. Yeah. And or, then the other thing I learned. loud pipes. Correct. The other thing I learned is that instead of blasting the volume, you turn it back a couple notches. It cuts down on that wind noise, but you still hear the people talking. Yeah. Cool. And and Dave, I know your bike is new since we last ended the show. So what are you riding now? Uh, 2020 Road Glide Special. Sweet. What color? Uh, it's River Rock Gray. It's called. I like it's to call like it root a, beer. Yeah, it's kind of, not quite a root beer. It's a brownish, greenish. It changes colors. Yeah, well, it, like I, in the yeah, sun, seen, looks different yeah. than when it's dark. You know, the, I think the darker it is, the more brown you see. And then as the sun hits it, the green tends to come out more. Actually, it's the reverse of that. Is it reverse? Yeah. In the sun, it's brown. And in the shade, it's green. Because I remember I sent you pictures, remember? And it was sitting on the side of the house in the shade. And you went, I can't believe you bought a green bike. And I'm like, I did not buy a green bike. (laughs) Well, when we stopped at that thirsty farmer stand. Yeah. And it was bright. That's when I noticed more of the green. Maybe it's just the way I was looking at the tint, but. Yeah. It's it yeah it's it's, it's a cool kind color of a million color yeah 
I like it. So an interesting question. How many miles you got on your bike, Dave? Um, Did you pass me again? No, I don't think so. Cause you went, didn't you go on a ride last weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Cause. Oh, yeah. your internet crashed. Yeah. I'm. Uh Oh, internet crashed on who you've gone you jittery, know? Dave. Oh, did I? Yeah. You're back. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got, uh, like right at 26,000. Okay. On the bike. My trip was only 2,850 miles. Yeah, so, so we should talk about that. So real quick, um, kind of the thing was since the trailer broke down, so kind of going back to your story, Dave, we had an idea Thursday night that you were going to come get us and meet up with us in Mitchell, that you guys were going to keep right on going. Yeah, we've kind of figured that out. You figured that? <laughs> and then while there, with your breakdown, I had a, I had a feeling that Lonnie and Missy were going to take the camper home and let you ride home, which throughout the whole week, they kind of went, they said they were going to ride back until the end. So kind of with the story, what Lonnie and Missy did was said at near the end said, Hey, Dave, do you mind? Would you be upset if you rode home? And I think it was like Tuesday when they said that actually though. Okay. Well, I, it was I, pretty early in the week. That's understandable yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't want to throw you back under the bus. So what was neat was that, um, yeah, it had to be that because you guys went out to um, Badlands Wednesday. Yeah. And we were going to, sorry, to Zach. We were going to try to teach Zach because we were kind of worried about Zach riding home. We we're going to, you're going to give him a lesson of, well, here, because Zach has a street bob. Yeah. And um, he was going to ride home. Home. So I will give Zach major props. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't think he couldn't do it mentally and physically, but I thought the bike would just beat the living snot out of him. Well, that has no windshield or very little windshield. Like no a windshield. small screen on it. No, it has a bikini top, bikini fairing. Yeah. So, and he had a Saddleman drop seat or something. Is that what he's got? He's got an upgrade. Step up. Step Saddleman up. step up. And then while he was there, he bought the Legend suspension for the rear. Nice. So then what did, what did you buy while you were there, Dave? I'm, I'm guessing it has maybe a, a couple of jugs and some pistons or a cam, maybe a tune. What was no, it? No, I did not buy any of that. <laughs> no. No. Zach bought the suspension, and it, it, it was really nice, he said. He really liked it, and then when look because I've been looking at suspension for a while, but it's just been too pricey. And uh, we went and looked at another one that I've been looking at, and we I went to buy it one night, and he'd run out; he'd sold out already. Huh. And Brian bought the damn suspension because Brian wanted a different height. Brian wanted a shorter suspension. Yeah. So Brian bought it. So yeah. So eventually I bought it. And what's Brian riding again for a bike? Uh, he's got a, I think it's a 2020 road glide too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Is it a 20? I wasn't sure the year, but yeah, I, think I think it's a 20, but he's got a road glide standard. Yeah. I was gonna say it's not, not the special, right? No, his is the standard with the one Oh seven in it. It's a, 
I don't remember what color. Is it green? I think it's spruce green. I got a picture of might, it somewhere. Might be. And I doesn't he have a doesn't he have a stage one done to it with the cams? Or he's done something with the cams, I think. I think it came with the cams in it, yeah, because yeah. he bought it used. So So he bought he has a little upgrade to it. So because you get different mileage. Yeah, I got yeah. the Gettysburg picture here with everybody. Yeah. Let me so, see. So Rich uh Rich so uh Dave and so what ended up happening was and then Joe decided we figured Joe was riding back with us and Joe decided to put the bike in the trailer and trailer home. Yeah. So it was uh Dave, myself, Brian and Zach. And Logan. And Logan. And and kudos to Logan. I will give Logan uh Lining Missy Sons kudos too. He rode out and back with no complaints. The only complaint is he wanted to get home faster. Yep. Man, although I I think at the end of the two days, he the seven hundred mile days, he was he's whipped. He wasn't whipped. I wouldn't say he was whipped, but I don't think he was willing to do another two hundred miles either. He, I, all day, like the was it the second day, yeah. he was talking about because we so. it we came home in two and a half days basically, right? And the second day, the first half of the day, it's all well. I'm just you guys are going to stop, and I'm just going to keep going. You guys are going to stop, I'm just going to keep going. Right. And then when we got to the last fuel stop, the second to last fuel stop, I I had his dad had called me. Cause they, they broke another spring on the way home yep, and got stuck. And so his dad called me and he says, well, what's Logan? How's Logan doing? I said, well, Logan's doing fine. I said, he doesn't want to stop. He wants to keep going. He says, you just tell him that I don't need to worry about him, that he needs to stay with you guys. And it's like, I'll tell him, but it's not going to change his mind. Cause he's, <laughs> he's a hard headed young guy, just like everybody else. So, but, and I told him, and then the next fuel, the last fuel stop, well, not the last one before our last stop of the day. So where I split off. Yeah, where you split off right at, at right after that. He said, "I'm just going to go with you guys and stay in the hotel." So, yeah. I think we John and I both come to the conclusion that 700 mile day is about all you really want to do. That's a lot. <clears throat> it's a lot. It's a lot, and you could. I mean, both he and I could probably squeeze another fuel stop out, but we'll be miserable. Well, the problem, you know? the problem with going past that in a day is that you can't repeat it. When yeah. you get to the second day, it's very hard to do that again yeah. after pushing yeah. past, you know, right. 700. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's hard to do. If, you know, we have people that, you know, met through stuff with more traditional podcast stuff, challenge and people, you know, like Chris Comley that's up in PA. I mean, he just does iron butt rallies and that's, but if you're tuned to it and keep doing it, then you're, you can do it. Right. And that was more of a concern is like, okay, the first day you can knock it out the second day. Okay. But when you get to the second, third and going on and you keep doing that pressure, it's, it's hard. Yeah. And yep. the bad part was coming back. There was a section. I, I will say this much. Going through the, after Bandlands, South Dakota is is some of the worst, some of the boringest riding there is, <laughs> and it's some of the toughest riding because literally, and I'll go back to right now, we had from Mitchell to Sturgis, it was three hundred miles, 
Missy says that was the worst. That was the hardest 300 miles of the whole trip. Huh. We had headwind winds coming at us, probably 20, 40 miles an hour. It was it, it was very <laughs> unbelievable. You know, it was it was just it just beat the crap out of you. And then it was 100 degrees. We went through a Badlands at like 102, 106. I mean, no shade. Hold on. What did it make you feel like at the end of it? Like you need oh, yeah. one of those? Yeah. <laughs> I think we actually did. All right. What is, what is that, Dave? This is Budweiser out of a bottle. Oh, there was no there was no fizz release. Uh-huh. So that's a cool bottle. That, that was that was hard. That was one of the hardest rides days riding. And then coming back, we had the same thing. We got to on our first day back. I mean, it was hot, and we left at like six o'clock in the morning because I knew it was going to be hot. And what did we get to? We got to Sioux Falls. Yes, from Sioux Falls down to the other side of Sioux City. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was hard. I was ready to stop when we were about ready to stop. I want to stop 50 miles short because I was just done. I wanted to, I wanted to break. On the way home. On the way home. And we were only doing 160 miles, 140, 150 miles runs then. Yeah. Cause we had Zach with us that could do about 140. A fuel. A fuel. Yeah. And. You know, so he has a small tank on that street, Bob, too. Right. So we were taking it easy. I mean, we were doing that and the wind and it was just hot. And that was just, yeah. And Dave finally got his state of Iowa. Dave, there how was go. Iowa riding? Iowa sucks. Why is Iowa sucks, Dave? It's flat, isn't it? No, it's not flat. You might think it's flat. It's not flat. It, Iowa sucks. Iowa's not flat? No. Flat. I always thought it was flat. It it's kind of flat. It's not, it's not as rolling hills as South Dakota or Pennsylvania, but yeah, it just and, sucked. And I will tell you, we have somebody that this part of the show will disagree with me because they're from Iowa. Let me tell you, it is not flat. <laughs> no, there is hills. <laughs> There's rolling hills. Yeah, that you see. And but I will the tell you, US, hills of Northeast Pennsylvania. We took twenty. Twenty across was beautiful i mean because we didn't do 80 all the way we did 20 and that was out there new tight two lane back road that was a good road nice still didn't get to see kirk's birthday place okay dave do i do i need to plan that for 24 for you dave sounds like no i don't want to i don't i don't ever want to go back to iowa that's where i had all those issues with the trailer (laughs) And that's where the temperature, when we were on our way back, isn't that where the temperature dropped like 20 degrees in 15 miles? I don't remember. I told you it was going to drop. Yeah, it dropped. The, we were riding in like 100 and some degree temperatures the whole way home. Then it was 80. And then, and then all of a sudden it was 80. <laughs> and and we're all freezing. I wasn't. I was doesn't, doesn't Iowa have like one of the, the U.S. largest truck stops? Somewhere in 40 or something? Uh, the I answer eight. is yes. I eighty world's largest truck stop. Did Dave? Did you go to the world's largest truck stop? Yes, I did. Oh, it's on, on my motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, it's on I eighty outside of Davenport. In fact, we uh, we did that uh, going out because talking about the rain story, Dave. So the rain, they're not rich. Rich rain story on the way out. So we on Wednesday we were. Mm, 
going to Davenport to stop to the uh, American Picker store. And uh, Rich is not paying attention at all. No, because my mic won't stay. Look at the damn thing. <laughs> Just turns <laughs> round and round. It's spinning he, like a top. <laughs> he's picking his toes again. Not quite, but hold on. Let's try this. We should tell him what happened in Montana. Dave, you should tell him what happened in Montana. Oh, you didn't see Montana. You, you pulled in and left. You didn't see what happened in Montana. Oh, at the Topless Tuesday thing. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> I did not see that. I missed that. Well, that was an interesting stop. Topless Tuesday, don't let anybody talk you into going to. Because you can't see nothing. That sounds like a, a way to fleece you of your dollars. It sounds like. So, in Montana, at this place that actually was a, pretty much down the street from where the grasshoppers cleanout happened in 20. Literally there, like 50 yards. There's a bar that turns into Topless Tuesday. And it was... The biggest shit mass. show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mass. The only good thing is they had police directing traffic. Mm. You pull in, they park you in a field, and it's desert, dirt, so dust is flying everywhere. No shade. You have to walk up and you have to buy tickets for beer. Okay. And then I think they, Lonnie and Missy bought tickets for beer. They go to a place to get beer and they're like, well, we don't have any. We don't, we're out. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, I think they, they will get some, but not much. Where the, I think the bar where Topless Tuesday was happening, you couldn't get around because there's so many people. But I will say that since you're allowed to, since it's Topless Tuesdays, there was, other ladies that weren't part of the, that were rioters, whatever, walking around topless. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to see a little bit. You got the experience, but not from the, the servers. Yeah. So I pretty much got something to eat. It was hot at a hundred degrees, no shade. And Dave got messed up or whatever. He was, the group's kind of split. And I decided I was going back to camp. And they were going to go to another Stonehouse saloon. Stonehouse saloon. Yeah, and I really didn't care about going, so I actually went back to camp that day. Gotcha. Topless Tuesday. So, so let's... Then, oh, go ahead. Quick about rain. So on Wednesday, go back to my story about Wednesday. So I was with, we were with the, going on the way out. We get near Davenport, Iowa, and I see a rainstorm coming on GPS rain. And I'm like, great. And we're trying to get to the um, American Picker store. And we stopped on the side of the road, put rain gear on. Figuring it was going to dump on us. We get to American Picker. really didn't rain. Looked around that. And then we got back on our bikes. And the next stop was the world's largest truck stop. So we put on that road to there which rained on us we ate lunch and then I think I'm trying to think do we not I think we might have took off rain gear 
I think we no, we didn't. I think we left it on to the next stop because I, yeah, I fear it was going to be a short. There's some rain coming across, and then we got to the next one and took it off. But gotcha. there was going to be a lot, there was going to be no one of those cases where if you look at the radar, we were going to get drenched, and we took a little delay, and then and we didn't get it. You skirted it, yeah. So, well, I was going to ask about the roads too. So I know a lot of what you guys do in Sturgis. I mean, obviously you're you partake in the partying and and drinking and stuff like that. But I know you generally go for the riding, the rides that you do and the roads you take. So, any new roads? On, on this trip or all the same stuff you did in 20? I think it's pretty much all the stuff we've done before. Um, I may have set a time record. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't want to talk about that one too much. Uh, not too much. We'll just say that Van Ocker Canyon Road yeah. is 17 miles down to Nemo and 17 miles back to Sturgis. We may know somebody who did it in 28 minutes. Nice. But did you go all the way to Nemo? Yes. You, you, I thought you didn't turn around at the intersection. Oh, I turned around at the intersection. Okay. So it might have been only 16 miles. It said 17 miles, John. To Nemo. To the town of Nemo. You might have. The I'm, town of Nemo is immediately to your left. Okay. I'm picking Whatever. Up. I'm yeah, pick on me, whatever. Yeah, you're just mad because you couldn't go with me. You yeah. Wouldn't have done, you wouldn't have passed people on the outside of a turn anyways. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Let's just say I earned Dangerous Dave that night. Oh. <laughs> he, had, he had to test out the bike to see how it would perform. Yeah, that was the day I got the suspension put on. Did we hit any new roads? Well, yeah, we did hit that one new road that went from... um. He went over to Montana. That was a nice road up over the mountain. Hewitt to Montana. When he went to Hewitt on top was Tuesday. Oh, the road, the, the road I missed. Yeah. That road wasn't too bad. That was a Yeah, well, I mean, I did go on a couple of new roads because we went out to that you didn't go there, but we went to the Stonehouse Saloon, Rich, on out when we're out in uh was that Wyoming there? Mm-hmm. I think that's Wyoming. Yeah, that's Wyoming there. No, that's Montana. South Dakota. South Dakota still? Okay. So there's this, it's on, I think, Route 23, maybe? 34. 34, okay. I knew knew John would know the numbers. (laughs) Anyway, so we were were looking for the saloon because I'd heard about it. So the story behind it is, is that many years ago, this 34 is a route into Sturgis. For some of the guys coming from the West. Yeah. Like up in Washington and stuff. And so there were two brothers who decided they were going to try and sell beer to the bikers going by. So they took a cooler of beer and set it down by the stone house, the old stone house sitting in the front of their property. And the first year they sold 50 cans of beer. So that works so good that the next year. They tr- they did it again, but their dad bought them more beer to sell, and they had 500 bikers stop the second year. And now it's become so big, the brothers have grown up and made it into a full-on bar full-on for bar. one week a year. For one week a year. It has live entertainment. Mm. It's still at the old stone house. If you walk in the old stone house, everybody's signing the walls. The walls are just covered with signatures inside. They have live entertainment. They have two bars. 
They have the outhouse, which is the bathrooms, which is like the size of a barn. <laughs> like NASCAR style peeing troughs kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's 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 really cool. I mean, I really enjoyed it. But <laughs> yeah, it was neat because it was so different. I mean, there's guys riding around on horses. Nice. Coming to the bar. Because it's only open that week. That's cool. Right. Yeah. And Hewitt and Hewitt's a cool town if you ever go out. It's a pretty cool. Little Hewitt is a little cool town. Yeah. I did that last time. Um so, so you gave a couple of tips on you know where not to stay and, and where you like to stay. Anything else that you guys learned that you would do different? Like don't do this or this is a must see. I, was, I think we're still trying to figure the thing out. Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> It's, it's, there's a lot of shows and stuff that John doesn't do at all. Right. And right. we missed, I like, there's shows every day. There's a different show or sometimes two and three shows like closer. The majority of the shows are on the weekend and like Monday, Tuesday. By shows, you mean concerts or like musical acts or are you talking about like, no, bike, like shows? bike shows? Oh, bike, bike shows. shows. Okay. Yeah. There's, you know, you have your. Uh, Michael Lichter show is there every year. It's there for the full Saturday to s- Saturday. Yep. And, and he has, you know, a different theme every year. Uh, you have this year, we had the stunt show that we went to. They have, uh, I'm trying to think they have, you know, like the boogie down party. They have chopper shows. They have FXR shows. They have the hardcore cycle show. I mean, there's like 20 different shows in five days of just bike shows at different places all around town. It's, I mean, cause you have Sturgis, you have Deadwood, which is another area, which is kind of like Sturgis where they have a whole bunch of stuff going on. There's some stuff going on at the chip. There's some stuff going on at full throttle and there's just amazing riding out there. So what's the minimum? I know we've probably talked about this before, but what do you think is the minimum number of days to feel like you've you've seen enough to say, hey, I did Sturgis? Is it three days, four days? Do you need to stay a week? If you really want to see a lot and really experience all of it, I would say you need five days. Yeah. It all depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. But for, but for even just the riding, you, you need five days to take in the riding. Right, the roads and the sites in and around the area. You you can do that in like three days. Yeah, three days. You can do a lot of the roads in three days. Three a days of- riding, two days of shows. Yeah. A couple nights of drinking. Oh. I'm sounding like a week to me. It sounds like every night is drinking. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean the way we do it is we generally get up, you know, what, seven, seven thirty, have breakfast, head out by nine o'clock at the latest. Yep. And ride till three, four o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes five. And then have a couple beers after that. Or twelve. I say a couple <laughs> beers per hour. <laughs> yeah. It, it it all depends on what your what your goal is. Yeah. What is what is your goal? Do you want to be, you know, what do you want to see? What do you want to do? Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be cool pretty cool, you know, to stay in like Keystone or someplace or Deadwood, someplace different, little, little different. So it didn't take so long to get to the riding because we really didn't go to downtown Sturgis. Oh, hang on. Yes, we did. We drove through it enough times. 
But well, you said I that's really... It. I went to it twice. That's really bars and vendors set up in downtown, right? Yeah. yeah that, there's not really the shows there. No, there. Well, that's where the stunt show was. There's always one or two shows in town. Okay. Yeah. But they're kind of hard to find because they don't really tell you where they're at. You just got to find them. Gotcha. You know, it's there's so much going on. It's kind of like you just pick a place to go. If you're looking for a show or something... There's always something, right? There's always something going on. Yeah. And the only bad part was that, you know, it was just, it's hot. There's no shade. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a hundred degrees, you know, sun's beating on you. If you find shade, I mean, it really literally drops 20 degrees. Yeah. And, and there's wind. I mean, so there's a breeze blowing and it's dry, but still it's just baking you. Yeah. It's kind of like standing in front of a blow dryer. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I got one more question and then you guys can share whatever you want after that but if someone was planning what's a realistic budget let's say you're going to do five days you're going to ride out do five days and ride home what's a, a good target for saving well let's ask this question how much drink are you going to do i don't know it's i mean bad. We can we can leave the drinking out of it. Yeah, I was say like, leave that part out, but just like yeah. lodging, you know, I mean, fuel, food. You could I, I've said it before and I will say it again. You can go to Sturgis. Um, if you take the room out wherever you're staying, if you take that out, fifteen hundred dollars cover everything you need to do. Okay. The and then room, room's probably what, two bills a night, depending on where you stay. Well, you could always camp, I guess. You can always camp, um, like, like what we did, we did the cabin thing. Okay. The cabins were $600. Let's just say $700, $700 a person for the for week. A week. Yeah. But, so, but also it included the wristbands to get into full throttle, which is another 300. So it was only $400 for the cabin. Yeah. Well, I'm, you can't say that because it's just, it, it is what it is. It's 700 bucks, but, right, 700 yeah, you, bucks. At, but you still get like. Full throttle has concerts every night. You three didn't and four have to bands. spend three hundred bucks to get into the shows, right? Correct. Right. They give you four wristbands per cabin. Right. right now, the only bad part about the cabins is since they're only open, they don't really. The cabins aren't insulated, and the air conditioners are very underperformed. Mm. So, so it's a little warm during the day at a hundred degrees. It got hot. It got hot. And I will give credit, the, the cabins were nice. There could be some upgrades being done. But they gave you sheets and blankets and pillows, which I wasn't expecting. So, so you carried all that with you and then didn't need it. Right. Yep. Because it said, you know, you need your linens. So, you know, I fear needed blanket and... But they just meant you needed sheets, right? Pillowcase. No, you need... Black, uh, towel and washcloth. Yeah, that's all you needed. Oh, <laughs> you needed. bathroom linens, not even for the bed. Right. right. Yeah, there was there was sheets on the bed. There was a light blanket on the bed. There was that, pillows there with a pillowcase. That blanket was comfy. Did that blanket end up in your suitcase, John? No. no, it's just he's saying that because he runs the temperature of the air conditioner like 61 degrees at night. So how was it? I saw penguins dancing around the cabin a couple of nights. Uh, John's, a, John's a meat hanger with his air conditioner. I get <laughs> oh, it. yes, he is. He's froze me out more than once. 
Yeah. And I remember one time we stopped last year on the way out in Arkansas. You said, leave it cold. <laughs> you said, make it cold. I had no idea what cold was at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have hung meat in the, in the room. <laughs> well, what, what night, it was one night that we, on the way out, I think there's something that Brian, because I, I crashed with Brian. And we stopped at one place and it was down to 61 degrees or something. No, no, it was in the cabin. He, Brian yeah. turned it down, not me. Yeah. Wow. I didn't mess with it. Oh, that's right. And then one morning, one night, you got up, Dave, and made it colder. That's right. You did. That's how you yes, get I sick. Did. Go from 100 to 60. I think. Oh, well, yeah, because you have to realize out there, it's almost 100 degrees at night or in the daytime. And by nighttime, you could be down in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. drop. And the cool thing was there was a pool, and the pool was really nice. I didn't go to the pool. Why didn't you go to the pool, Dave? I don't know. I just I never went, made it there. I went, I went like three times. Because <laughs> I kept running these young guys around all over the place. Well, yeah, that was your problem. So, so yeah, I guess let's let's wrap it up with 20. Well, I guess it'll be 2024 planning any any big ideas for that or or too early yeah there's there's some ideas for 24 dave has a plan for 24 because i want i want to go i think that's i think that's the year that i that i go uh oh well that's oh dave that's gonna really screw up the plans then huh yeah that's gonna make we're gonna have to push i'm gonna have to take off three weeks now (laughs) three weeks yeah you gotta take three weeks off so dave has this um wants to go to california and 24 is to tap for 20 to go to California. Wait a minute. So you want to go to Sturgis? No, no. We're going to go to California. Oh, California first. Yep. Do right. part of the PCH. Yeah. Which I had to pin some people in, 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 in California. So if the person listens to the show, Honeycut, I will be reaching out to you at some point in time. Because <laughs> I need some input. So, to, so go out to ride to California, do PCH. Yep, go up to Oregon. Yeah, up to Washington, and then you're going to go across that way, Iowa, or Idaho, Idaho, Idaho. Yeah, you go to Idaho. We're going to make a swing across into Montana to go do the Beartooth Pass. Yes, stop at Little Bighorn, and then go stop in Sturgis for a few days, yeah. and then I'm down on. for that. But my bike is going in a crate from here to California. No, you just need to buy a road glider. <laughs> You just got by a road glide. Hey, you go. Come on, Rich. You go with us and you'll get all 50 states <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> oh, no, no. And, and the bad part is you're going to be kicking and screaming there about for one, two, three, about seven days, six to seven days. You're going to be kicking and screaming at us. Why is that? Just because that's the um, ride out and ride back. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll get the bike out there, and then I'll and then I will ride. I don't think I, I don't really have much desire to ride from here to there. That's just I don't know. That's just not something I need to do. Totally get it. Maybe we'll see. See what kind of bike I have then. If I still have the VFR, no, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> you need a road glide. I'm telling you, the VFR is not that comfortable. I thought you said it was comfy. It's it's better than what I've had in the past, but it's. 
it's still not long distance. Yeah, it's still not. No, still a little tight. Butt gets sore. Yeah, it just. So since we've been talking about that, we haven't really talked much, and I'm not sure what happened on with Mr. Birch. How I, how was track days? You know, we, I know most of us don't know, but I think you've gotten pretty heavy and hard into that, haven't you? Yeah, this year was interesting because I I pre-bought everything in November. Okay. So the Black Friday sale, I I got a membership this year with Pre, the performance riding experience, and I pre-booked eight different events at the start of the year. So okay. I bought a membership that cuts the price down and they had a Black Friday sale, so you know, the track days they've gone up this year a little bit as has everything, but You've got CMP now that's like 190, I think, is the the early buy. And then VIR is as much as like 240 when you get to full. But I pre-bought everything at like a buck and a half per day. Okay. So it was a pretty nice discount. But yeah, I've done a couple at CMP. I've done VIR South. I missed the full. I was back to CMP in August. And I don't know if we talked about this when I had Birch on the show, but I won a new bike as a raffle. Yeah, I was going. I was going to get to that. So, so yeah. Me. So I'm not sure what was done. So you, I'm not sure if you had it before the end of the show. You were running. You got the Jixer 750. Yeah, Jixer 750, and no, I think I did North this year too. So we started at VIR North, then we did CMP, then we did South Course. I missed full. That was supposed to be number four, and then the fifth event was CMP again just recently. And then I've got two days booked in October. Right. And, and last year during COVID, you, um, or 21, you spent time trying to get the Gixxer 750 upgraded. What did you do to that? Well, that was fun. I don't know if we mentioned that, but put, um, full K-Tech suspension on it, front and rear, had their valving system in the front, had it resprung and did a full K-Tech shock for the rear, you know, fully adjustable, really cool piece. Now, and it handles, it is a fun bike to ride now. And I've got it. I was getting to where I was getting really aggressive with that bike before it broke. Now you broke it. And we'll get to that here in a second. (laughs) Wait a minute. I didn't know you broke it. Hang on. Let me get another question first. (laughs) So before the suspension and then after, what was your time? The suspension's on now because he broke it, but he hasn't told us how or why. I I know how he broke it. Yeah. No, nah, I don't. Well, I didn't break it. It it broke, like it it died essentially. So, but um, what were you saying time wise? Yeah. So, what was your time before and after the suspension? How much difference did it make? Oh, I think the first day out at CMP, I think I cut two seconds off my pace, which was good because it got me down into the one like the one the high one forty range, which is getting pretty pretty frisky for that track not a record by any means, but that's, that's a lot better than when we started there. It was running like a two ten, <laughs> And when we got to two minutes flat, I thought that was a big achievement, but we've blown past that one fifty and into the one forties. Cool. Now, now, since you talked about it, what, what is down with the Jixer? Cause I know it's probably still down. What ha- tell us the story of what happened on the Jixer. So it was a whirlwind weekend. So VIR South course, two day event. We did Friday, Saturday. And Saturday night is the big fundraiser for Pre. That's a big fundraiser for the air fence. That will get you to the, the new bike here in a minute. 
So first day, fr- the Friday track day, I take both boys with me. So my two kids are there, Cameron and Bryce. Alan's there with his son, Sully. So that leaves the three of them to their own devices while we're on the track. So you, you can see where this is going, right? <laughs> first session of the day, Friday, I come off the track. I'm talking to a coach. Uh, track security comes over and says, you know, hey, is your son, you know, got, uh, you know, curly brown hair, you know, riding around on a bicycle. I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, don't panic, but EMS is with him, you know, down here on the road. <laughs> and that's it. I don't even know what he said after that. Just the fact that EMS was with the kids, that's all I needed to know. So I go hauling down there on the track bike, like fully suited up, still on the bike to find him in, in the ambulance where he had crashed his bicycle and cut his toe open, bleeding all over the place, wearing flip-flops like a fool. So he just was going downhill on his bicycle, lost control, and crashed it. In flip-flops? In flip-flops, yeah. So let me ask a question first. Does he still ride with flip-flops? No. Did he learn his lesson? <laughs> Did he learn his lesson? I think so. I think that one's been driven home. Okay. So I come off the bike, get unsuited, and basically spend half more than half the day in urgent care waiting for stitches. Get that done, come back to the track, get one more session in for the day. So I basically ran two sessions Friday out of eight and come off the track for the final session and I have a slight puncture in the tire. You know, it's, it's got a cut in it. I was going to flip it from one side to the other because the right side was worn more than the left, so I was going to flip it. And as I was looking at it, it had a cut in it. So I ended up with a new tire. And then Saturday morning, second session of the day, that's when the bike breaks. And something electrical, it just dies. I hit the front stretch. I wind it into like fourth gear or so, probably around a buck 20. And the bike just quits. The dash dies, no lights. Tack goes to zero and just roll the bike to a stop. And I still have... You know how you can fix it? You flip that little red switch... Yeah, the red switch. <laughs> no, it was blowing. The, it blew the main fuse. Oh, did it? And I tried to put another one in it, and it blew immediately, and I still can't find it. I've got most of the bike tore apart at this point. Like, it tore apart to the point where it's just short of ripping the wiring harness out of it, and I still can't find it. So there's a direct short somewhere. In the Probably the wire harness. I don't know. But that was the bad part of the weekend. So I got two sessions Friday. I got one and a half sessions Saturday before it died. I ran two sessions in the afternoon on one of Alan's bikes. And, you know, so at least I got a couple sessions in. And that's it. Went home, like, tired, hot, frustrated. You know, one kid with stitches. Going to have to deal with mama when we get home. So, like, all this stress, right? And then Sunday morning I get a call or get a text from a guy saying, hey, it looks like you're moving up in CC's, not moving down. Because I've been talking to this guy, Eric, about moving down to an Aprilia RS660. Instead of the 750, move down to the 660. And instead, I won a 2006 GSXR 1000, <laughs> which was the raffle bike for Pre's fundraiser. So now I have an 06 1000 and an 07 750, you know, both set up for track. Did you get rid of the 600 yet? No, and I still have that one, too. <laughs> you know everybody needs an R6? Everybody needs an R6? It's up for sale. 
But or Dave, don't you need one? <laughs> I don't need one. <laughs> okay. We'll just go with that. It doesn't have lights on, so I can't ride it. Yeah, it, it, put on. it does. They're still there. Oh, it does? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so <laughs> that's the new bike. And I see I see his wheels thinking. He is turning. Rich, he is turning. I'm laughing at that. I see his he's turning. He's like, how can I pull this one off? <laughs> well, that one, so suspension wise, I resprung the front for my weight and had the re- rear shock rebuilt and resprung. So it's set up for about 225. Oh, he's like, I, I, I got to lose a few pounds. Yeah, I got to lose like 50. <laughs> man, man, that would be fun to ride. But oh, yeah, so now, I, so I take. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go buy a bike. Yeah, he, look at him. He's smoke coming out of the ears. <laughs> yeah, you see him, don't you? You see him thinking. It's thinking. He's like, pull this off or I get the money. So the funny thing, John, is that the thousand is a it, it's a beast to ride. So obviously it has a big step up in power, but it's wider, it's a little heavier, and it doesn't turn near as well as the seven fifty. Right. But still I picked it up Saturday morning at CMP. So the first time I saw the bike or hopped on the bike, from the time I saw it for the first time and put it on the track was a span of about an hour and a half. So I got the bike, wiped it down, rolled it through tech, and then an hour later it was on the track. And how'd you do on it? Actually, I got just about as quick as I was with the 750, which was surprising. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but it's a lot more work. It, it I was going to say, because the 1,000 is a lot harder to go fast on than a 750, I would think. Well, it's, it's brutally fast in a straight line, but it just doesn't turn like the 750 you you've got to work for it to make it yeah. turn like that. So I don't know. And I, and I wrote it very, very timidly. You know, even Alan commented, he's like, yeah, off the turns. He's like, he's like, I can see it. You're, you're very hesitant to get back in the throttle. And if I can get over that or maybe throw some electronics on it, then we can go faster, but just, just not ready to give it a handful and have it spin up on me. Give it the beans. Give it the beans, and then it will be in the grass. <laughs> so, so, what's your plan now? Are you, uh, I know. So, the plan is to get rid of the R six. Is that your game plan, right? I think so. Yeah, I think that one's got to go. Or, I know you don't agree with this, John. Or the VFR has got to go, and the R six becomes a street bike again. What's your pot things in there, Dave? What what are you? What's your pondering, Dave? But I have to tell you why, so it makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say, because that really doesn't make sense yet. So, Because it's worth a lot more as a resale, then I can get a dirt bike, and Cameron can get a four-wheeler, and then we can all go off-road. Like, I'm not going to get near as much out of the R6. No. So. But you're not going to... Are you not riding on the road anymore, except for, like, a couple times a year? Yeah, a little bit. I ride to work, or go ride up in the mountains, but like even the ride to get yeah, for the R six is good for that. Yeah. 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 I just, I don't know. I don't really have a desire to make those kind of rides. Well then, yeah, that might not be a bad choice. And it's I have a trailer. Out. So yeah, <laughs> but that hey, was the R six out in, out in Sturgis would be awesome. Right. Once you get there. Yeah. Once you get there, but if you got a trailer to get it there, 
it's yeah and that's what drove it there that's what drove it home for me is i i trailered bryce's dirt bike and the vfr all the way to pennsylvania to spend you know a week with the family and it was it was good to just take the bike and have it there and be able to ride it when i get there but i don't have to try and ride it home just right. put it on the trailer and come home yeah so i don't know what i'm doing one of them's got to go before i get a dirt bike or wife's going to kill me <laughs> you should ask for forgiveness than permission <laughs> at least the new bike that came into the house was free so <laughs> close to free close it to cost free. you it yeah. wouldn't it cost you like twenty dollars <laughs> it was a yeah 100 i bought five tickets so well, five tickets okay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cool but i i think the Kind of the working plan is if I can fix the 750, that's the primary. I'll keep the 1,000 as a backup bike. That's kind of the plan. I found a traction control system you can add to older bikes. It's about 400 bucks, and it will give me traction control, wheelie control, all that stuff that I can add to the bike. So then I could get a little more aggressive with it on the throttle. But right now, I'm just, I've only put one track day on it, so I'm just not there yet where I feel like I can... I can get as aggressive with that as I was getting with the 750 where, you know, I'm basically riding that like a stolen bike at this point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's spinning up a little bit off the turns. You know, I've got the back end coming up a little bit under braking. So yeah, I'm just, I'm riding the heck out of that thing. And yeah, with a thousand, a little more timid, <laughs> but down the straightaway. Oh man, that is fun. <laughs> Look out, Alan. <laughs> I'm coming around. <laughs> and you can see it on the video. Like you can see me like timidly go through the turn and then he, he pulls out and puts a little distance on me. And then when I get the straightaway, you just see the closing rate. It's just like it's like a heat seeking <laughs> missile. Now what's he running now? Um he's riding a Triumph Daytona uh six seven five R. But he hasn't trade changed yet? He's been that's you know, that's been since April. He hasn't changed the bike shot? Well, in April he had the, uh, what was it, the street, street triple or street twin, ten fifty triple probably, yeah, street triple ten fifty, that was a bigger bike, and the six seven five just came along in the last couple months. Okay, so it's been two already this year, <laughs> but I think the Daytona is going to stay, especially if I. If I get back to the 750, because the two of us are really evenly matched on those two bikes, and it's it's a lot of fun to ride that way, just to be that close where it's like, if I get it right, I can pass him. If he gets it right, he can pass me. But otherwise, we're we're right there, neck and neck. Cool. But with the thousand, once I get cornering confidence with it, it's gonna be lights out. <laughs> oh, they have to get, and then I have to get the ninja back on the road, on the track. Because down the straightaway, it's it's not even funny. It's like, game over. So you just look back and wave. Bye. <laughs> and it's a 2006. It's not a new bike, but holy cow, does it motor down the straightaway? Hmm. Mm. Cool. And and then since you're talking about topics, real quick, and let's end this out. You went uh, after I got back. We got from back from Sturgis. You went to. Uh, the mountains for a few days, huh? And had some some twisty roads up there. I finally got to ride the snake. Finally got to ride 181 
which goes up through uh what the heck is that i can't remember i can't remember the name of it but there's there's kind of a name for that but 181 and then the snake was fun oh you're echoing john Not me. My computer's timed out. Yeah, I'm like hearing myself now. I think it's eight. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so 181 rode the snake, uh, 19E or 19W, just all good roads. Went up to Little Switzerland, stayed there for a night in the, the Diamondback Lodge with the old uh, Roadhogs gang. That was fun. And yeah, just good day riding. Nice. Glad you finally hit that. And that Me? was another thing with, with the short day ride. I mean, it was two hours up there, so I could I could gut that out on the R6, but even if I didn't want to, I could drag it up there on the trailer, ride to good roads, throw it on, and bring it back home. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, as far as recommendations, the Diamondback Lodge, highly recommended. Eight, yeah, they, eight rooms in a building, single occupancy, hundred bucks a night. You have your own bathroom, nice clean rooms, fantastic. Cool. The restaurant's a little pricey right now, so as with everything that else that's one, going, is that out, the one yeah. in Little Switzerland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's yeah it. It, looked, it looked nice. So good. Anything else, guys? Nope. I think, uh, the only thing I would say is that out in Sturgis, there is a ton of really nice riding. You've got several really good roads out there. You know, you got, we, we call it Van Rocker, but it's actually Van Ocker Canyon Road, which we all love because it's nice sweeper turns. You have the Iron Mountain Road which is what 319 it's 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 kind of numbers that you see for the tail of the dragon yeah it's not quite as technical but it's still a technical road it'll bite you if you're not careful um you got needles highway which is it's sites you won't see probably anywhere else i don't think you got the badlands which is what is that like an hour and a half ride out probably and that's that's yeah that's truly one of a kind scenery it's it's like nothing else on this planet and you got Sturgis which you have a whole different type of scenery there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you still have the little towns like Custer and and Hill City you've got beautiful scenery down off of 385 you've got you can get to Wyoming, you can get to Montana, you got Devil's Tower. It's all the stuff is out there, man. It's just it's a lot to see. It's a, it's a really enjoyable time. <laughs> he's pointing. I don't know what he's pointing at. Does he want me to turn my mic off again? Maybe. Yeah, because you got some feedback going back there. Speakers are too loud. All right. Well, if there's nothing else. Johnny John, you remember how to do this? No. Do we have to? Wait, it's not playing.
Okay. It's not going to matter. I'm going to add it in post. So just imagine it's playing. So kickstands up. All right, man. Well, be safe. Have fun. It's been great hanging out again. Dave, it was wonderful to have you here. As always, it's fun riding with you. So. All right. Yeah. You too, John. Good night. All right. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate. 